Welcome back to Sci-Fi Cross-Sections, a weekly podcast dedicated to everything science fiction. It's me, your sci-fi boy, Colin Brandon, and joining me tonight is... I'm Bill Jarvis. Andrew's back. <laughs> and tonight we are talking about 1984's Terminator. Terminator was directed by James Cameron, written by James Cameron and Gail Ann Hurd, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Michael Bain, Lyndall Hamilton, and Paul Winfield. That's right. I named the lieutenant. <laughs> Perfect. So James Cameron makes one of these every time he needs to make a like a passion project. I think. Mm-hmm. Sure. He, he just like the studio. So, he, it's like he, he I got this studio. concept. Okay, dances with wolves in space. That's so, fine. That's fine. Can you churn out a Terminator movie for me? Can you just like I, beef one out in a month, please? You you got it. And, and, you want you want fries <laughs> with that baby? Yeah, you Canadian and, bastard. I feel like this is a testament to the time, but uh, James Cameron made a 107 minute movie for 6.4 million dollars. This son of a bitch has a 78.3 million box office. That's amazing. Mm, that's pretty. That good. is a whopping success, especially back then. Especially I'll say. back then, where like blockbusters were just kind of like making turning their head around. But um, yeah, no, I mean, I this is a classic movie for sure, but uh. Mm-hmm. And I figured, well, we're talking about synthwave stuff from Blood Machines last week. We might as well cover uh, this particular movie, right? Where it started, all, you know? Oh, I think it's perfect. Perfect. Particularly because of the uh, tech noir, right? That is, uh, that's the connection, yeah. That's the big connection. All right, we'll get into that. Um, before we get into that, though, Bill, tell me what this movie is about. Gladly. Sent back from a dystopian 2029, where the cold machines have conquered the entire world, to 1984 Los Angeles, the indestructible cyborg assassin known as the Terminator commences his deadly mission to kill humankind's most important woman, the unsuspecting Sarah Connor. But the Terminator has no feelings, he doesn't sleep, and above all, he won't stop until he carries out his grim task. Does our future lie in our past? It's the Terminator. <laughs> That's funny. The synopsis doesn't mention the character of Kyle Reese at all. I jumped around. Who? I jumped around. It was, I did a storyline and mm-hmm. I realized that the plot synopsis was a little too much. Should I just re-record that and include the Kyle Reese part? Cause... No, it's fine. Okay. Good, 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 good. The fucker dies during the movie anyway. It's not important. Yeah. OJ Simpson was, st- was supposed to be the Terminator. I think that would just been way better. I think I did read that he was supposed to be the Terminator. <laughs> Which is, I mean, do you do you remember why they said that um, he would not be good for that role? Why? Because he murdered somebody? No, because they could not see him as a killer. The casting <laughs> director could not see him as a killer. Little did they know that didn't age well. <laughs> yeah, that did not age well at all. <laughs> He's nope. like, I could never see you killing a woman. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, if the blood, if the glove don't fit, you can't acquit. So let's go um, and uh, and talk about this movie, huh? Overlord. Yep. You want to talk about the movie? <laughs> the okay, we can fucking talk about this motherfucking thing. <laughs> What's wrong with you, 
Did you just have a stroke? Are you okay? <laughs> that was a very uh, Men in Black reading of that particular. Who's the? Who is this Overlord? And where did my Overlord go? It's just the Terminator ah. imitating Colin's voice. That's how you know it's the dog's name really isn't Wolfie. You know. Yes. Absolutely. We not. won't talk about that until next year. So, anyways, nineteen eighty four. Wild time. Never been there myself. Ah. But when you see Sarah Connor riding up on her um, her moped, so is that the proper terminology for 1984? I, I don't, I don't yeah. know if the Vespa Corporation was established yet. No, I, I don't think so. Well, Vespa definitely existed. It's been around a long time. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a moped. There was a moment when I was watching it, when she was riding on her moped, I was like, Damn, this is awful. <laughs> this is bad. I've seen movies made before this time period. This wasn't this bad. <laughs> it was a little bit more forgiving in the 80s, right? Like, I feel like, I don't know. The big well, hair. No, so here's the, the thing. It was a, it was a, there's a here's reason the why the 80s are a spectacle now. Right. Well, even at the time, what James Cameron did was designed to look like it was cheap. Uh-huh. For one thing, he was heavily inspired, apparently, by uh, John Carpenter mm-hmm. to do like a cheap slasher type f- film. Mm-hmm. That's what he was going for. Right. But, you know, super awesome sci-fi. Yeah. Because it's James Cameron. Um and then I heard a thing where he shot everything at night just to make it cheaper. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know how that works. Uh, you get around a lot of uh, having to get permits to film places. You know, that's that's a good point. Fair enough. That's a good point. I was yeah. And if you don't, but what's yeah. once I heard that it was like inspired by like slasher films, I was like, holy shit, that makes a lot of sense. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Big time. Uh, that's uh, well. I was gonna say, like, a lot of this, and like you said, it's kind of more of the slasher side of things that James Cameron was kind of going. I'm not gonna say like, uh, like an exploitation film. Definitely not at that level. But like, it's kind of like hinting at that a little bit in a lot of ways. If you take this in a vacuum, without the entire kind of entire series, kind of kind of looking at it, it's kind of like one of those like, okay, is it. He's like a robot that just murders people and he stabs out his own eyeball and then murders more people. And then at the very end, he's just a robot skeleton. Like if you like were say that in a vacuum, you'd be like, yeah, it sounds like an exploitation film, uh, like a really weird, cheesy grind grindhouse kind of thing. But like, um, but it made it made it work in a very like, cause they had the, the backstory. They had the real, like, you know, 2029, which is going to happen in about nine years, boys. Get ready for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> Actually, doesn't the bomb drop just about now or something like that? I don't know. But um, I don't know. Wait, when did the bombs drop? Uh, uh, it was 1945. I believe it was August 9th, I want to say. August 6th and August 9th, 1945. I believe um, Japan. The first one was over uh, 
Hiroshima. <laughs> second one was over Nagasaki. Shut up, fat boy. <laughs> um, that's the best. I think. I think. Okay. I think it's the sixth and the ninth. Yeah, I don't know. Um, God. God, that was the worst. Just the I'm worst. Sorry. Just. I'm sorry. Just a lot of people. You said when were the bombs dropped? That's what I thought right. of. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, okay, you're a history teacher now or something. Let's see. Yes. Oh. Oh. Oh, okay. So Terminator bombs dropped year. Let's see if that uh, August 29th, 1997. Ooh. 1997? Yeah. Yep. Oh, honey, we are past our expiration date on mm. this one. I didn't even realize the bobs went off 23 years ago. That's crazy. And now yeah, I wasn't like, paying attention. Now, I mean, yeah, I mean, compared to 2020, everything is just so right. You know, well, we like to complain. Not about, a big we deal. We like to complain about 2020, but really, when the robot apocalypse uh, Holocaust comes in about five years, I think we'll be okay with 2020. I think we'll be like, oh, I had to get takeout a lot to compared hey. to I'm going to be scorched hey. upon the earth by a giant bulldozer tank Terminator. I'm gonna say it right now. And people can disagree. The world is always this fucked. 2020 was no exception. And it's not like it's extra fucked in 2020. We just happen to have this little pandemic thing going on. But aside from that, the world is always this fucked. Right. Just people had just people had a minute to Google it, you know? And they're like, yeah, people oh. had had time to like think about it because they weren't doing anything else like going to concerts or sporting events and shit. How do, they just sat there thinking. How do we, how do we distract the proletariat? Um, Bread and games. <laughs> but, Going to the bar. But anyway, I literally think that, like, after, you know, the commercial success of the Terminator, it's so weird to call it that, the Terminator, um, I really do believe, because there have been a lot of Terminators made. Can we just say that? Like, there's been a, it's kind of past mm -hmm. like, ex its expiration date after two, right? Like,. Three was not bad. We Colin and I kind of talked about that before we started yeah, recording. Yeah. He says bad. three was not bad. I vaguely remember three being eh. Um, I didn't really remember um, what was it called? Genesis. The one with the no, no before way. Genesis. Salvation. I don't really remember Salvation. Oh, I don't think I watched all the way through. No. Never saw Genesis. Had no desire to see it. But the latest one we did last year, Dark Fate, I thought yeah. was a pretty goddamn good film. Yeah, no, I enjoyed Dark Fate for sure. And, like, as in, like, as, uh, as like branching off from what T two, right? Yes. Okay. As branching off from T two as its own storyline, I really liked. Yeah, I thought it was really. And cool. you had mentioned that um, the reason this is separated from like that, uh, what did you refer to it as in eighties, like? Oh, exploitation film. Exploitation film. Thank you. The reason it separates itself from that is because the backstory is so deep mm -hmm. and rich. And that is why Terminator has been able to go this far with with multiple, um, not spinoffs, but sequels, really, mm -hmm. is because I guess the, the platform that it's built on, you can go so many different directions and have fun with it. It's rich enough to do that, where I feel like most movies don't have that built in so well it's built off the idea that like if humans you know it's built off of like the, 
I don't know, this cool idea that came about because of this movie, maybe before that, but um, the idea that a computerized system, um, you know, a mechanized system beyond human capabilities is our caretaker, and then the caretaker turns on its, you know, on its, what do you call that? Carry? I don't know. Um, Caretakey, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this the one that is care took probably um, the but, uh, <laughs> care taken <laughs> well, no if if it sums down to that and this has been done multiple times in sci-fi probably because of uh terminator but the most dangerous thing to mankind is mankind mm-hmm. right and so the, you know the most yeah. dangerous thing to life is humans so if you get rid of humans you can preserve life. I don't know. I'd say the Terminators were pretty fucking dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> they were. They were a little bit. They were a little bit part Seems of it. Yeah, but, and and uh, but think about it though. Is say you make a machine or a computer sentient. Already did. And they sit there and they learn all about human history. They're going to be like, "Holy shit! Humans are really bad for themselves." Holy shit. Right. Right. How do we save humans? Wait, wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> so the computer How do says. we harness them and turn them into a battery? Cue the Matrix trilogy. Wow. Anyway. Something like that. Fat boy slim. You need to free your mind. You think that's air you're breathing? Holy fuck, what am I breathing? <laughs> I need um, you to jump that crevice. But no, it, it's... Even in 1984, like, I feel like that's a super accessible idea. The fact that, I don't know, mankind is not good for itself and robots realize this and decide to kill us. Thereby becoming worse. Or mankind. Us. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's like, um, you know, loading up on antibiotics. Just a little too much, you know, just a little too much, and you die, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. let me see here. Maybe we shouldn't have networked all of the defense grids. Ah, oh, jeez. Dang it! Instead of Skynet, it could have been like Sky Collection of like. Yeah. cool stuff like but on the side covered, like this know. is a separate thing that is not connected to the net maybe like yeah. sky to kind of keep that net in check you know what i mean man skyhub.com let me see if that's taken one second mm. can we keep the skynet in check with like a skynet checker mm-hmm. you know man should have turned Before off the antivirus dude checks and balances it's what our fucking society's built I upon think, uh, man. i think skyhub is premium is free during quarantine To spend the evening without my pants on <laughs> at Sky Hub. <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh no! Um, I my ass is stuck in the chair. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Okay, okay, listen, listen, listen. This the is Terminator. why I can't. Su- this is why I can't suggest this podcast to, yeah. to oh, my yeah. students. No, it's done. This is mature content for sure. This is why I can't. This is become oh, an eighteen plus podcast. Yeah. It always has been, my friend. Yeah, I know. Uh, but um, 
but fucking uh, the Terminator. <laughs> what are we doing here? What are we doing? Uh, here's a little bit of trivia to get us back on track. Did you know Arnold Schwarzenegger was uh, 36 when this movie was coming out? When this movie was filming? Dude, really? Linda Hamilton was uh, 28, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. I just, I mean, that just goes to show you that uh, we all have time to get into great shape before we turn 36. But I think out of everyone, the person that has aged the worst would be Michael Bain. Mm, yeah, probably. Let's see. Let's see what old Bain looks like. That's a really terrible Bain impression. Fuck me. I don't know. <laughs> Earl Bone? Michael Bane. Who's no, Earl no, Bone? Michael Bane. But he Earl, uh, is it Earl Bowen or Earl Bone? I don't know what you're trying to do here, he's, but he's uh, it's the name of the psychiatrist. The psychologist. Thank you. Whatever. She cannot prescribe medications. Um let's see here. But I oh, mean, but he does have police influence. He does. He does. But anyway, so that dude. Yeah, I, I'd say that dude probably aged the worst. You know, if we were going to rank him. Yeah. But can, he is such a part of my childhood. We're talking, he played Kyle Reese in Terminator. He played uh, Dwayne Hicks in Aliens. Uh, Navy Seals, which is probably like the first action movie I've ever seen in my life. I'm not going to lie. Hmm. Probably saw it when I was like three years old and I loved it. Um, Tombstone, he plays what? Uh, what the hell is his name? Shit. The guy that Doc Holliday shoots. Toomey Tombstone. Man. <laughs> John Anyways. Yoda. John Yoda from the planet Chobani. Um, Shit. Shit. This <laughs> fucking podcast. I, um... As everybody knows, I love artificial intelligence, right? Can we talk about robots? Robots yeah. for a second? Okay. So um, so I'm so glad that we did this and that um, I feel like Ben would appreciate the Terminator. Ben loves all Terminators. Yeah, because I think, I think he's cool with it. He like, loves artificial intelligence, if I remember. I don't know Ben that well. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing I know about Ben is that he loves AIs and uh, cybernetic robots Mm-hmm. And men yeah, who loves... look like machines, and machines who look like men. Yeah, he likes humans. When when like when I machines look like humans. And yeah, try to be he human. loves humanity he loves in general. Yeah, in general. he just loves people. Like this guy, uh-huh. I've never seen him angry. This guy fucks with the human race. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! What is wrong <laughs> with us? Okay, but anyway, so I wanted to say so so um so these cybernetic organisms. Um, I feel like the artificial intelligence, like in 1984, the idea of artificial intelligence was just like, oh, super fast computer does cool stuff. But like, but like, the idea, the classic idea of a robot and being like, this man who talks like this, yada, yada, yada. You know, this, this original idea of what a robot is, is just so, I don't know, to me, it's just so cute to see back in 1984 how they saw artificial intelligence going. Like they, this is like this will be what artificial intelligence is, or this is what a robot might be if it was coming to kill you. 
and it was so funny to see like these sorts of representations like you know how there's the overlay when you're looking inside of the term from the terminator's perspective Mm -hmm. right and like you're looking at this thing and i i looked at i paused it one time and i was like that's a compass um and that is a, a map of los angeles and i'm like this guy has google maps in his head that's what he is he's he's a very glorified google maps with a gun mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so like i don't know there's there's just all these funny quirky things about it being in the 80s and um and showing like this sort of infantile idea of what a robot or artificial intelligence is um compared to what we consider today in 2020 what we might consider like what is a real artificial intelligence or what is a real robot and how does embodiment you know signify anything related to that mm-hmm. um so i mean it doesn't really say much about artificial intelligence in general other than being a representation of the machine that man is fighting Right. It's not like a thesis on AI. It's right. kind of the the horrors of AI. Um, little little interesting thing that I was kind of thinking about is, um, I mean, this is the '80s. You know, technology kind of as as we know it is really just starting to get off the ground. You know, in the the '40s, '50s, you had the big appliances, the gigantic room sized computers. We're starting to shrink it all down now. People have answering machines. You remember the answering machine message that Ginger uh, put, where she's trying to trick you. She's like, "Hi there, fooled you, didn't I?" But you're actually talking to a machine. It's like, well, that's interesting wording, and it's like we've integrated machines so much into our lives by 1984, and then it's. 40 years later they kind of uh, return the favor the machines start integrating us into them with that mm-hmm. with the cybernetic quote like the organism thing mm-hmm. using mm-hmm. our with using skin flesh blood grown f- specifically for them we're they're no longer we're no longer using the machines they're using us right right it's a cautionary tale about uh you know get rid of your cell phones you know to get rid of your Get rid of your Google assistants. Uh, get rid of your, uh, you know, sell sell uh, sell your computers to me cheap. <laughs> <laughs> sell me your computers and, and delete TikTok from your devices. Just mm-hmm. that's just general advice. Just delete TikTok from your device. There you yeah. go. I keep um, telling my students that, and they look at me like I'm speaking a foreign language. I'm like, you should probably you floss while you do it. Fuck it. Yeah. Just don't. Uh, you should Don't probably your just be flossing TikTok. or dabbing every time you try to talk to dab, a just, Gen Zer. Just like, hey guys, welcome to class. Until yeah. the Han was yeah, way do- whack, yo. Yeah, just distress dabbing the whole time I'm teaching. Distress dabbing, distress dabbing. Uh. Dab harder, Mr. B. <laughs> hey, Mr. Oh, B. I like how you dab. Um. God. So okay, so I believe that okay, so we're talking about this like machines versus man sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. But also like also there's like this thing about fate, right? And um, dark fate, dark, <laughs> dark fate. Is that um, a Terminator thing? It's the last, yeah, that was it's the last the latest movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck! <laughs> dark fate. I don't know Genesis, Dark Fate. Yeah, it's all the same. At least they spelled it right. They didn't spell Genesis right at all. 
Dar- Dar- they really messed that one up. There's Somebody really should have gone it. over and that. No S's, dude. It's uh, F A Y T, right? Dark Fate. D Y R K F Y T. We're gonna let Dirk, you talk, Dirk, Bill. Dirk Fate. All right, go. Okay, so okay. Regardless of the movie Dirk Fate, um, it's <laughs> one of the biggest. <laughs> one of the biggest things. One of the biggest theses theses in this film is um is our fate is what we make it right is that you know the timeline that causes the apocalypse that ends humanity well almost ends humanity brings us to the brink is merely one timeline of many that we could choose and so you know our fate is what we make it so we can choose to go to a different fate we can choose to be something else it doesn't matter Recording Brave? No, 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 no. I'm not quoting Brave. It's just my boo. No, no, I'm not quoting Brave. He's quoting Brave. If you could change your fate, would you? If I were, if I were, it would be. If you could change your dark fate. If you could change your fate, would you do it? Oh, my God. Would you, John Connor? Caroline's going to listen to this. If you could change your fate. She's going to lose her shit. Would you change your feet, wee little man? He's a wee man. Um, but uh, <laughs> so no, no, but okay. So our fate is what we make it. That I think he, Reese Kyle, Kyle Reese literally says that, and um, and I mean that is the reason why I kind of hate hate the idea of three. Uh, the fact that you know Judgment Day happens right and you know in two in two they talk about how you know uh judgment day is inevitable you know mm-hmm. the fact that cyberdyne there's always going to be a cyberdyne there's always going to be some sort of company that creates this thing that comes about you know whether it's called cyberdyne or whatever it was called in dark fate whatever um you know it, there's always going to be this sort of um this sort of ending of humanity that we are fated to destroy ourselves. That is our fate to implode. And that we um that there's no fighting it. And that was the idea of three, was that like humans implode and we, you know, in general we died off and then, you know, came back with John Connor. But um Yeah, I mean I mean first movie says our fate is what we make it, and then the third movie says no, no, no. You're only postponed. You're afraid. You cannot change it. <laughs> Judgment today is inevitable. Did you, did you? What was that? It is inevitable. Inevitable. You know what's funny? <clears throat> I always forget this. Probably because I've seen T2 so many times. As long as we talk about quotable moments, uh, when Kyle Reese pops up, he goes, "Come with me if you want to live." I'm just like, mm-hmm. "Fuck!" I always forget that he said that. <laughs> Yeah. Wait a second. That's a Terminator Two yeah. line. Give that. Wait. Give they that took back. that from Terminator Two. That that's not they yours. Took that from Terminator Two. Yeah, no, but yeah. it just doesn't sound as good either. Because when you have God with me, if you want to leave, it's way yeah. better than whatever Kyle Reese did. Why? Why is why is the line "I'll be back" so famous? Because he immediately re- runs a fucking truck through the or a car through the police station. He didn't leave at just... all. Well, he didn't leave at all. 
<laughs> well, he didn't leave at all. Um, <laughs> that was the, he lied. Yeah, um, I don't know no, why it's but, so um, famous. We might have to. F- I don't know. I think it's because I think it's because Arnold Schwarzenegger wasn't really like. I mean, he was definitely known in like the bodybuilding community, but he wasn't really like a huge star at that point, right? Oh God, so, no. I think so this he was, was his first of, role. So like the fact that he like leaned forward and said, "I'll be back." You know, he was kind of like saying that sort yeah. of thing. I think maybe yeah. he just it just caught on the the fact that he like looked around and there's this dramatic pause mm-hmm. and then leans in and says, "I'll be back." I don't know. I just this goofy honestly, thing 80s, if I you guess. think about it, the idea of casting Arnold Schwarzenegger as your antagonist or at least someone with that much importance in the movie is kind of a big risk at the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, big big risk. No, I, I and it, it worked out in the end. Work? It really did. And the motherfucker became the governor of California. Hey, but uh, he's doing better than me. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that sounds shitty. Just, fuck you too. <laughs> no, he's just, he's doing really well. Fuck you, um, asshole. You're doing good too. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> no, I'm not. But you, you didn't have to say it. <laughs> Oh, uh, just uh, oh, just get is... good. Um, 2020 is almost over, boys. Finish lines in sight. Uh, um, but uh, no, I think it worked out really well for not just for Arnold, but for the entire franchise. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it worked out, but you, like you said, it was a risk at the time. I don't think there were any like heavy hitters in terms of movies. No, you definitely could have done like Sylvester Stallone. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Like well, like you said, OJ maybe I don't know. Yeah, Jean Claude Van Damme. Um, yeah, but would Jean Claude play the Terminator, or would he play like a Kyle Reese? He could have easily been slotted as Kyle Reese. The Termin- uh, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren, fresh off for Rocky. Sure. I must break you, Sarah Connor. I could never see. I'll that. be back. But it's it it's the same. <laughs> God, who else voice. was who else was big at the time that could have like slotted in that role? Ooh, um, Meta- uh, physically and uh, I was gonna say physically big or uh, like emotionally big. Emotionally big. <laughs> emotionally big. <laughs> <laughs> what is emotionally big in nineteen eighty four? I mean, Jesus. Oh God! <laughs> hey guys, I'm not saying you're physically big. I'm saying you're just emotionally big. So I'm not saying you're physically big. You're just emotionally wrong. You're just emotionally just just emotionally present. <laughs> emotionally present. Nice. Wow. This We're is tackling just... some issues, dude. This is this fucking shit is off the rails right now. A robot yeah, doesn't show emotion. Always has. What do you been. do about that, dude? We're flying toward Alpha Centauri right now. We are just <laughs> off the rails. Oh Born fires of Alpha Centauri. Oh god. But I think the casting on this, I think they did a good job with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a plus. I think that that was kind of like. I mean, he was kind of the movie, right, at the time. Even though he was an antagonist, it was still like he was the Terminator. That, well, yeah. I mean, I imagine in 1984, that'd be the draw. Like, to be like, dude, you got to see this. 
You gotta see him. He terminates people. It's wicked sick. This dude's huge. He's like fucking 10 feet tall. He runs after the guy, shoots up the police station. It's really, it's, it's awesome. Well, let's go, let's go over to the Nickelodeon and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> 1920s. That was gonna be like uh, 1905. Yeah, 1905 Nickelodeon. Ha, Sam, you gotta see this movie. The Terminator. <laughs> it stars an Austrian, if you can believe it. Well, that sounds swell. Let's go see it now. All right, I'll get my uh, comically. Uh, uh, I'll get my comical wind-up car. Watch out for that Reagan. He's a real bad egg. <laughs> I'll be back. See? <laughs> well, gentlemen. I know what that said. What? I know I know what that I know what that well gentleman sounds like. Well, I think Are you segueing us? Are you ending? I th things? I think we've well, I don't have anything to segue into. I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, like, okay, so in terms of like you said, the you know, the design was very 1980s Los Angeles. So mm -hmm. it's not like anything was like super futuristic. There were flash forwards into the um, into the future where you have this dystopian society, but it's just really just a junkyard with laser beams, um, <laughs> and uh, and they got some they got some pretty sick treads. Um, I still don't see how that's a bad future. Like I'm digging it. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I mean, I'm I'm living in a trash pile right now. So. Playing giant laser tag with robots. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Forty watt laser. Hell yeah. Um, but no. So we have the set design there in production. Um, I was gonna say so production was six point four million dollars at that time. Was that huge for that time? I feel like, I feel like that's like middling. No, that's still that's. From 1984, I guess for a sci-fi film, yes, that is, yeah. that is, yeah. especially with something like like a producer. Let's say I'm just like an executive that just kind of like gets the idea of it. And I'm like, this is a horror movie, and we're just gonna give you, you know, we're gonna give you the bare minimum to make this movie. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. All right, so I guess to put things in perspective, mm -hmm. um. Star Wars was eleven million dollars in nineteen seventy. What six is when it was filmed? Yeah. So within like the same decade, like within so, like a decade. Yeah, that's still that's twice the budget of Terminator. Mm -hmm. And then if we look at this and Terminator Two, which I think is still within a, a, a decade. Well, no, yeah, yeah it is. It's nineteen one was a hundred million dollars holy shit largely <laughs> well largely that's because of the success of the first terminator movie right but also it's the 90s so yeah i was gonna say it was kind of like uh, the big like well the action movie like the super budget blockbuster action movie was coming around right that's about the the turnaround and then kind of term honestly t2 was like one of the cornerstones of that whole sort of action movie but you could not have gotten a t2 without terminator right 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 I'm not okay it, it, it picked up a big enough following that they justified t2 so. right right absolutely and i mean to blow up the 
<laughs> blow up the budget from six million dollars to oh, what do you think a hundred million um yeah i mean that's a that's a big jump and i think it's because james cameron started getting some traction as well i mean he was completely this was his baby it was written directed and um i don't know how, what the relation with gail and Heard was um but uh you know her production I assume working closely with James Cameron. Anyway, sorry. Um, so at that time, let me look at his filmography. I want to see where it goes. One second. Yeah, okay. Yeah, now I see. Now I see. Okay, because he started, you know, he came out with the Terminator, and then two years later, they come out with Aliens. Okay? And James Cameron does that. And then a couple of years later, it's The Abyss. And, like, so he's got he's got this for and he's ramping up with these big budget huge box office sorts of films and they're like okay more importantly gonna... sci-fi films exactly huge sci-fi films that sci-fi films do not do well in the box office so right right well yeah not good sci-fi movies <laughs> but yeah. no i mean this is mostly i i'd say that this was if i had to define it terminator is really like 60 to 70 percent action maybe 20 to 30 percent sci-fi you know it's got the sci-fi elements the robot is the character but at the same time that's not the focal point of the whole thing it's mostly you know there's a lot of it's high spectacle action and also a little bit of human element in there as well you know so well it sounds an awful light an awful lot like you're about to do good sci-fi, bad sci-fi with that. I think if I had to determine if it was good sci-fi or bad sci-fi. Oh, wait. Mr. B. Take over, please, Mr. B. What? Mr. B. What? Mr. Brandon. What? You, you're the host. You're supposed to say, well, boys, I think that's what you Bill, it sounds like you're saying good sci-fi, bad sci-fi, and then yeah, I'd say I'd say it's uh, middle in sci-fi. I'd say that it's a cool sort of cornerstone in the sci-fi genre, um, and uh, you know, it's like it's got these big ideas. It's really cool. Um, it kind of like kicked off, kicked off this cool sort of you know franchise and um and i mean you kicked off arnold schwarzenegger's career it did a lot of things for the action and sci-fi genre um and yeah i'd say it brought money into the sci-fi genre in general so i'd say i'd say it's middle in sci-fi it doesn't check all the boxes for me obviously but i mean it's cool you know enjoy it enjoy it for an action movie you know all right thank you bill andrew yeah it's good i mean it's fine sci-fi yeah there's there's a lot of uh it's 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 more of an action sci-fi than i would say sci-fi action just they don't they don't go into a whole lot of specifics about the terminator you know we we know what he's about we don't know any of the specifics we don't know the, the machine philosophy i mean we We'll get we'll get the shades of that in future installments, but we're not talking about those. We're talking about this, uh, the Terminator, the first one. Um, so I mean, yeah, it's 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 a good sci-fi action movie. I liked it. Um, I don't know if I said this, but this was my first uh, viewing of it ever. Um, so 
uh and 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 before we started recording colin you had asked me if um you know if it uh what what did you ask me exactly um did it you i think you asked me if it helped make make have things make more sense and i think it definitely helps contextually but i like that um one and two are almost kind of like self-contained movies you can definitely Mm -hmm. watch them back to back and it it's really nice and informative and contextual but yeah i mean i i went i don't know 20 years or something without having seen terminator one and having watched terminator two through all of that time so Mm -hmm. yeah definitely uh definitely good good movie i'm glad it exists all right thank you uh we'll be brief i think I think it was a bill that said this is like largely an action film. I think that was that you said that uh, action sci-fi, action sci-fi. I mean, it was you. Yeah, um, it was me. I agree. It very much is that, especially if you keep in mind um, what I had mentioned earlier about James Cameron being inspired by like a John Carpenter trying to make like a slasher film type thing, like low budget. It definitely has that feel. Um, but I also think it's great sci-fi, the whole cautionary tale about making a technology that ends up biting you in the ass someday, I think is great. I think you could even stretch it so far as to say this kind of relates to mankind developing or harnessing the power of the atom. It's great that we did that, but that literally has and will probably bite us in the ass again someday. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah. in fact, most of the second half of the 20th century that, uh, nuclear energy has bit us in the ass a lot so I, I i kind of feel like this is a euphemism almost for that so cool in yeah, a way no that's, that's i mean that's a good point uh, so i i always i always thought terminator was a uh, great sci-fi and terminator 2 also probably plays it more on the action side of things but i also kind of we'll cover it later we'll cover terminator 2 later for sure but uh <laughs> okay um, as is tradition we'll cover it next uh next year next, n- next november. november yeah which uh, terminator every november from here until uh judgment i guess day. judgment day yeah can, can <laughs> come so next they week. will be done uh anyways folks there you have it that is our take on the film terminator uh, we left a lot unsaid probably for the best but uh until next time